you're not going to win when your best players aren't your best players. And you could point the finger at weapons or whatever you want to point the finger at, but those guys need to be better, and I'm sure they know that. Does that concern you at all, that your best players weren't playing their best, or do you think that was just unfortunate, just as part of the game? I think, yeah, I think it's just part of the game. I don't think it's a slight on any of those guys because, listen, without those guys, they wouldn't have been in that situation. They wouldn't have been there, especially the week before with how great some of those players were against the Rams. So I think it's just unfortunate a lot went wrong in one game, and it happens. You move on, and I think going into this season, they still got one of the better rosters in the league. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Tyler the Goat Stevens, and we're starting to move into a more quiet part of the offseason now, now that we've finished the draft and all that. A lot of teams have began their rookie mini camps, but today, let's talk a little bit about the schedule and maybe some of the hard points of it or other stuff like that. So the Packers open up week one versus Saints. Let's just give me your thoughts for right now on that matchup. Well, it's not a primetime matchup, and I like that. Usually the Packers, seems like they start always on a Thursday night, but it's a, it's an afternoon game, a 325 start. Saints no longer have Drew Brees, so we're going to see what this offense is going to look like. Um, there's a lot of question marks. They have all kinds of cap concerns, but it seems like they brought a good portion of that defense back so it should be a good game. Uh, assuming Aaron Rodgers will be playing, I think the Packers um, should be able to take that game. I don't think the Saints are going to be quite as good as they have been over the past few years. Now, I think a lot of people th- are thinking that the Saints are still going to be pretty good, but they did have a ton of cap concerns, and they cut a good amount of players that were valuable players, right? Yeah, but they still do have a talented roster. Now, what it's probably going to come down to is that quarterback position. Is Taysom Hill, is he going to be good enough? I mean, we know he can do a lot, but if he can be in every down quarterback, that's yet to be seen. So we'll, we'll see on that one. So you think it's going to be mostly him and not uh, Winston then, or do you think they're going to rotate him? How do you think that's going to play out? I have no idea. I, I do think Taysom Hill, with his unique skill set, I think he might give them the best chance to win. But there's a reason they brought in Jameis. I feel like they're going to want to get him on the field. So maybe they will kind of use both. I'm not really sure if that's the best idea. I've seen teams try to rotate quarterbacks, and it just seems to avoid them getting into a rhythm. So that's not necessarily what I would do. But if the Saints are paying both these guys, you'd think they want to use them. Yeah, and that game's at home, I think I see there, right? Or is that away? Uh, no, that's away, right? Yep, that's, that, a- that's in the Dome down in New Orleans. Yeah, that's, that's always a pretty tough place to play down there. Um, just going off of, we're not, we don't know much about these teams right now, but what ways do you think, like how these two teams match up, and how the Packers can win that game? Well, they've shown to ha- play some pretty good games against the Saints. Uh, they're, they're always pretty pretty good battles. Uh, last year when they played the Saints, it was without Devontae Adams, and the offense was still rolling. I know I said it how many times over the past few years that the Packers' offense seems to be 
almost just as good, even when Devontae has his injury from time to time. Now, obviously, they're better with him on the field, but the Packers' offense seems to do pretty well against the Saints, so we'll see if they can continue that in 2021. Yeah, the Packers love to get Devontae involved, and I know that at least I think that when Devontae has been out, the Packers have won a majority or all of those games. Is that correct? Uh, I believe they lost one last year with Devontae out. Yeah, Could be wrong so. on that. Outside of the Saints, what if you're looking at the schedule right now, what part of the schedule like scares you a little bit? Well, towards the middle of the season – Actually, a little bit towards the end, from like week 12 to week 16, they got the Rams, Bears, Ravens, and Browns. That's going to be some real good defenses they're playing. So hopefully by then this offense is rolling as it has been the past few years, and that won't be a big issue. But if they're struggling, a lot of those games are going to be in the cold. And if your offense isn't rolling, those defenses might swallow you up. So that's going to be a key stretch to the season for the Packers. I see that they have quite a bit of home games towards the end of the season, so that seems like it's going to be pretty good. I see Rams. Rams don't like to play in the cold usually. Browns do. Vikings, Bears, yeah. It's that's going to be a very tough part of the season, and it could definitely have playoff implications. I do like all of the home games they have towards the end of the season. They haven't really had that over the past few seasons, but – I mean, we see what the Packers are trying to do with all these big linemen they're dra- they've been drafting. They want to be a physical team. They want to run the ball down your throat. And that's going to really wear out some defenses in December and Lambeau Field. So schedule kind of worked out in that regard. Would you rather have those tougher games towards the end of the season? Is that like a preferable thing for you personally? Well, what I always want with the Packers schedule, I always want the warm weather teams coming into Lambeau towards the end of the season. Uh, It didn't so much work out that way except for maybe the Rams, but I guess it could have ended up worse. I do like to see the better teams later in the season, if that makes sense. Beginning of the season, especially the first few weeks, I feel like teams aren't quite themselves yet. So that's why I hate when there's like rivalry games or huge games to start the year. At least the first two weeks, they're kind of teams don't really seem to have meshed yet, and they're not really themselves. So I, I do prefer seeing those games later in the year. Yeah, and I see a week thirteen bye. I think that that's pretty solid. I would think, right? Yeah, that's very good. Last year, the Packers had the early bye. I'm not a fan of early buys. The numbers show you that the teams with the later buys typically have more success. Now, a bye week is so random. You never know when you're going to have a big injury or you're going to need the bye. You're coming off a bad loss. You never know when that's going to happen. But I do I do prefer having the bye week later in the season. I think it will benefit the team. And just looking at this schedule as a whole, do you have a record prediction? And it's very hard to do this right at this point, but you don't have a lot of other stuff to talk about. You're you're putting me on the spot here. Um, I'm not going to go through all the games one by one right now, but I do think it is a very tough schedule. And there's a lot of question marks with what's going on with the Packers, but I guess I'll throw a record out there for you. I'll go, I'll go 11 and six. I almost said 11 and seven, but that would have been too many games. Uh, Yeah. I'll go 11 and six 
will be my. Now, do you think eleven and six is enough to win the North with this current state of the NFC North? I do. I do think the Packers are very much the favorites in the North. Um, and I kind of, when I say eleven and six, that's that's pretty reserved of a prediction for me. I think the Packers have the potential to win a few more games than that. But I do think 11 and 6 would get it done. Now, the Vikings, they got a lot of young talent. They could break out. Uh, The Bears, we'll see how that goes with Fields and all that. But they definitely have a talented roster as well. But I I do think the Packers are the favorite in this division as it stands right now. Yeah, I think the Bears are a big wild card. And like you said, the Vikings do have a lot of young talent. And the Lions should be a two-free win. (laughs) <laughs> match up there I don't really think they're going to compete this year you know you say that but the Lions always seem to give the Packers some fits so hopefully it is a two free free wins I'm just glad the Packers don't have to play them on Thanksgiving because for whatever reason the Lions always play great football on Thanksgiving whether they're good or they're bad seems like they always have some kind of Thanksgiving magic go their way so I'm glad to see that not on the schedule but as for holidays, we do see the Packers face the Browns on Christmas. So that, that'll be an interesting one. It's been a while since the Packers have played on Christmas. So I'm a little excited for that. I, I usually don't prefer holiday games, but it's different. It's interesting, and I'm all for it. Yeah, the Packers have five primetime games, I believe. And it seems like the league is predicting that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. Now, two of those games are flexible, so they did cover their ass there. But, yeah, this is – NFC North as a whole, it has a really rough schedule, and the NFC North really got it. So we'll see how everything plays out. You going to say something? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, we always talk every year about the schedules and how tough of a schedule is. And we base it off what teams did last year, but we know in the NFL so much changes year to year that we could look back on this from a year from now and say, Hey, maybe that schedule wasn't so good. So let's kind of wait and see how this plays out. But yeah, definitely from the standpoint right now, it does seem like a tough schedule. They got a lot of talented rosters. They're going to have to face this year, but you never know. Some of these teams could flop and we could see some surprises from teams elsewhere. And that is a good point. A lot of these teams might regress, but just looking at some of these teams, like the Browns should be a very much improved team. Everyone's really high on the Browns right now. The Ravens, still going to be the Ravens. I could get going on and on. I just think a lot of these teams are going to be good, but we definitely will see in months to come. Now let's move on to some depth chart areas and concerns and, just looking at the roster as a whole, what do you think that the biggest concerns are right now with the Packers? Well, I mean, the hot topic right now is quarterback. I know I've placed my, where my thoughts are on that. I do believe Aaron Rodgers will be back. But obviously, if he were not to return, I think quarterback would be a position where Packers would likely struggle this year. Um, outside of that... Uh, I still think they're a little weak on the defensive line with in terms of depth. They, dra- they drafted a big athletic freak in the fifth round who I like. Kingsley Kiki came along pretty well and showed some flashes last year. But Kenny Clark needs some help. 
And that was so crucial going into this offseason. That's what I personally wanted. Now, a lot of people won't tell you that was the Packers' biggest need, which is fine. You know, that's all subjective. But I do think they could use more help on the interior of the defensive line. And whether or not a rookie's going to fill that void or maybe Kingsley Kiki takes another step. But Dean Lowry and, and Tyler Lancaster were not really cutting it last year. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. What do you think about it? I definitely think that one of the struggles on the Packers defense is that run defense and along the line, like you said, I think the Packers really do have a nice secondary, maybe outside of Kevin King. Do you think Stokes could challenge him for that spot? Uh, Without a doubt, without a doubt. Now, he's going to have an opportunity to compete for that job, and as well as Josh Jackson. People keep seem to forgetting about Josh Jackson. He's going to be fighting for that job as well because when King went down this past season, Jackson looked pretty solid. Now, he has his issues grabbing and all that, that kind of stuff. But it's going to be a position battle. Kevin King was not brought back to be handed the job. Now, what's nice about Kevin King coming back is that they don't have to give the job to Jackson or a rookie. There's going to be a legitimate battle. They've got a few bodies there to give the best guy the job. So I'd say that's a pretty good situation. And, yeah, this secondary, I absolutely love this secondary. I think they got one of the best safety duos in the NFL and one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. So if they could figure out, you know, a few other small spots on the secondary, there's no reason it shouldn't be one of the better units in the league. Yeah, Jair is going to be Jair, and you're right. That safety combination is very solid. I think that Adrian Amos is one of the most underrated safeties. He doesn't really get a lot of spotlight, but he just shows up and does his job really well. And the crazy thing with Amos is since he came to the Packers, you know, I thought he was a guy, he is what he is, and he's going to help you in certain ways. But we've seen him get better each year, progressing still in the prime of his career. So it's really been fascinating to watch him grow over the past few years, even though he's not necessarily a younger player anymore. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the linebacker position? I know that you it's not necessarily the most important, but what are your thoughts on that with, uh, I think, Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes are going to be the starters? Yeah, well, well, whether or not it's important, I mean, it seems the Packers don't really see it that way. They don't see it as a, as a very valuable position. And yet, Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes are probably going to be the two guys playing those spots. Now, in the Joe Barry defense, which kind of, evolved on what the Rams have done over the past few years. They don't put two linebackers out there, two inside linebackers out there a whole lot. They're usually using a hybrid type safety linebacker type player, like a Raven green, who's no longer with the Packers, but a guy like that is going to sub in for one of the linebackers pretty frequently. Now we saw Chris Barnes early in the season, undrafted rookie, came out of nowhere they cut him and then started him the next week which was absolutely wild and he looked okay you know towards the end of the year when he started taking over the starting role he started to fade a little bit and just looked like a solid player but you could do a lot worse and then Kamal Martin he had some injury problems wasn't on the field a whole lot but when he was he was very impactful I'd look towards Kamal Martin for making a big step this year. The Packers could really use it. 
And I think if I had my if I had to tie my wagon to a horse, it would be Kamal Martin. Do you think that the Packers did enough this offseason to address some of these defensive concerns, mainly versus the run? Well, we knew going in they weren't going to have a whole lot of money to really influx a whole lot of talent. Now, the run defense was improved last year, and while the Packers' defense in terms of DVOA was pretty average in the NFL, if you look at the past or the, like the last eight or nine weeks, they were one of the better defensive units in the league. They were really trending in the right direction. Whether or not that matters, because we know how much defense varies year to year, uh, I'm not sure how much stock we could put into that. But they have a lot of talent on this defense, and there's a reason they moved on from Mike Pettin because the production is not meeting the talent level. So I do think they have enough talent on this defense. Whether or not Joe Barry's the guy, I have no idea. He's not who I would have hired, but yet again, I'm not I'm not the GM. So I, I to answer your question, yes, I do think there's enough talent there, even though they didn't improve much in the offseason. Really seems like the Packers are trying to just run it back. I see a lot of the same names throughout the roster. I feel like they think that some unfortunate things happened during that game that could have just flipped the script that they think got another shot at this. They have a real shot at a championship. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you take a look back at the NFC championship game. Packers were favorites going into that game. A lot of people kind of assume the Packers are going to win it. And, you know, a lot went wrong. Some of the best players on the team just didn't play that great that day. And it's unfortunate, but the Packers were talented enough last season to win the Super Bowl. And judging by the Super Bowl itself, I think the Packers could have taken down the Chiefs. I really do. But it just so happened that they played one of their worst games of the season against the Buccaneers. So, yeah, there's there's enough there's enough talent here. And bringing a lot of these guys back, it's I'm, I didn't think they were going to be able to bring as much, as much back as they did. So I'm excited for that. That's for sure. Yeah, I just think a lot of key players didn't play their best games in that game. And they certain players really just need to step up if they are given that chance to get back there again. Yeah, everyone likes to point out with the Packers, oh, how they don't have enough weapons or they don't have enough on defense. But when it came down to it, key guys like – Devontae Adams had a drop. Aaron Jones fumbled. Zadarius and Preston were almost invisible. The best guys on the team didn't play that great, including Aaron Rodgers. He he threw a few picks in that game. And it, it just – you're not going to win when your best players aren't your best players. And you could point the finger at weapons or whatever you want to point the finger at, but those guys need to be better, and I'm sure they know that. Does that concern you at all that your best players weren't playing their best, or do you think that was just unfortunate? Just it's part of the game. I think, yeah, I think it's just part of the game. I don't think it's a slight on any of those guys because, listen, without those guys, they wouldn't have been in that situation. They wouldn't have been there, especially the week before with how great some of those players were against the Rams. So I think it's just unfortunate a lot went wrong in one game. And it happens. You move on. And I think going into this season, they still got one of the better rosters in the league. Is there anything else you want to bring up before we wrap this episode up today? 
No, I think I think that'll cover it for today. We've got a long off season ahead, but we'll have plenty of time to talk pretty much everything to do with the Packers in the next few months. All right, you heard it there. Thanks for tuning in and uh, listening to the Neutral Zone. We'll be back probably sometime within the next week or so to discuss more Packers for you.